Welcome back to the Andrew Ramon Show. Yes, I got a Christmas sweater because you know what season it is. It is Christmas time. Some of y'all, though, broke the rule. Well, I guess a new rule was made because I thought the rule was that you could start decorating for Christmas after Thanksgiving. But I heard of many people that just started like November. They're they're like, you know what? Screw this year. We're putting Christmas stuff. Well, I got my Christmas sweater, which, by the way, this sweater is very special because I'm going to swag it later. Let's see if I got if I got time in the podcast to show the lights in this sweater. If you're only listening to this podcast, yeah, you need the perks of seeing this beautiful, ugly sweater, whatever oxymoron that is. It is what it is. Welcome back to the Andrew Oman Show. I'm so glad that you're here. Guys, I'm super grateful. It is the month of December. You guys have stuck with me for so many months already. We started, I think it was in March already. I had Spotify. Uh, Spotify sent me a little bit of a, of a recap of 2020. And people are listening to this uh, show from like four different countries. That is pretty dope. Probably in Spanish. Although that's where, I mean, yeah, probably in Mexico. I know that there are some people in Mexico. I got some in Colombia that's listening to this. That's that's honestly such an honor. But today's episode, it's really special because I've invested a lot of time into just studying for it because it is about what Christmas. You got it right. The origin of Christmas. And this is really a fascinating episode or it's going to be a fascinating episode. So you don't want to miss a, a moment of it because we're going to talk about I mean, when did Christmas, when, when did it get started? Well, who, who in the world is Santa Claus? Did Santa Claus even, even uh, exist? Why December 25th? Um, does, doesn't Christmas have pagan beginnings uh, when it all started? And how come a tree or who came up with the idea of stockings? And all these questions about Christmas, we're going to look a little bit deeper into the tradition and into the significance of Christmas. And, uh, but we can't forget, it's getting colder, guys. So it's time for the mug. I know. You see, this mug actually was a little bit, um, I haven't used this in a very long time. I realized like yesterday that I hadn't drank coffee in a very long time. I know I'm a mug collector, but it's kind of like that guy, the, I don't know. I feel like a gun collector that never shoots his guns, you know, <laughs> like a mug collector that never drinks his mugs. Although two days ago, I tried uh, tea for the first time in a, in a long time. And I, I felt really bougie heating up my, my cup of tea, but it's getting colder. So this, the reason I picked this one is of Dresden. And I, I don't know if I've showed this before. I might have already shown this mug. I'm sorry. It's getting confusing. I mean, this is the 45th episode. So 45 mugs. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Or something like that. This one is because it's very close to the city of Eisenach, Germany. And Eisenach is where Martin Luther was um, in exile running from the Catholics. So that's going to become relevant later on in this episode. So let us talk about Christmas. Where in the world did Christmas originate? Does it have pagan beginnings? What happened with the tree? Why stockings and all that? I think you're really going to enjoy this. A lot of the information is readily available, but I, I did some studying so you didn't have to. So don't miss a, a minute of this episode. Um, let's let's first talk about the significance of December 25th, right? Which is Christmas. We've all heard Jesus is the reason for the you can probably finish that, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. I, I love that. I'm usually a little eerie of uh, of those kind of like, I don't know, cliche sayings, right? Like uh, in this last episode, ad, uh, gratitude is an attitude. But in this case, like that, like that quote, uh, Jesus is in fact the reason for the season. That is one of the 
That is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. And even non-Christians know that you know baby Jesus was born Christmas Day, right? Even though historically that might not be totally accurate, but that's when we celebrate it is the birth of Jesus, which which goes to just show the profound impact of who this carpenter even was. I mean, think about it. We don't celebrate in the world, everyone together, the birth of Muhammad or the birth of Buddha or the birth of the the god Krishna in the Hindu religion. Like we don't we don't do that. Yet yet we do celebrate the birth of this carpenter who lived right around 33 years, had a pretty a local ministry and then blew up through his his apostles but like who in the world is this guy right and by the way if you have questions about Jesus we did a whole series on who Jesus is so who's this 33 year old that had so much impact and even the impact goes all, all the way to the time to the way that we tell time and the great divide of the re- of the recording of human history is the birth of Jesus. You've heard it said, B.C. and A.D. B.C. meaning before Christ, and A.D. meaning Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. Just recently, with our more secularized society, it has been switched to B.C.E. before Common Era and C.E. to Common Era. But either way, it all splits off on the day of Jesus' birth. That's, that's crazy. And actually, recently I learned that even kings recognize the significance of December 25th. Kings like, like uh, Charlemagne or Alfred the Great or William the Conqueror, they were all baptized or uh, coronated on that day. So what was so what was so special about December 25th, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more about why December 25th and about like the first Christmas and all that. But I want to talk about a, a, another another tradition. So now we, we learned a little bit of the significance, right, of Jesus' birth, how he has impacted all over the world. But I also want to share with you a little bit about the tradition of gift giving in stockings. You see, it's said that it, it, it all began with a third century bishop called Nicholas. Now, you might have heard about this or you might have heard of Santa Claus. Well, this is, in fact, the same person. Santa Claus was, in fact, a real person. Not, I'm not saying he was big and that and, and wore red and had a white beard. Maybe. I don't know. That That's that's up to, to legend, as they say. But what's actually known is the story of St. Nicholas before he was a saint, that he would walk around on Christmas Day during the winter and he would throw bags of money through the windows into the houses of the poor as as like uh, as charity. And a lot of these bags supposedly landed on socks and shoes that were drying over the fireplace, the stockings. Isn't that fascinating? That's hilarious. When I first read about that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious how, how things even start that way. And what's very interesting though is that after the death of Nicholas, who was the Bishop Nicholas, who was later named uh, Saint Nicholas, which, by the way, Santa Claus is just a Dutch version of Saint Nicholas. So that's who we're talking about, Santa Claus, and he passed away in 342 AD. It said that his popularity and the popularity of the positive message of Christmas actually started to spread around Europe during that time. And as the message spread, the different cultures and nations made their contributions. Here's an example. In Germany, 
Um, and this is why I talked about Eisenach, about Martin Luther, because there was already in Germany a tradition of putting evergreens in their homes during winter. And we talk about where that tradition even came from a little bit later in this episode. But in the 16th century, the Protestant uh, reformer, Martin Luther, who we just talked about, who was uh, in exile in Eisenach, uh, Martin Luther brought new meaning to that tradition of bringing evergreens and wreaths into your home. What he did is he started adding candles, where we get the Christmas lights from on the Christmas tree. He started adding candles to the Christmas trees or to the to the pine trees. And he told kids that the significance between the the significance behind those lights was that they were a reflection of the lights above that shone um, on Jesus's birth that night. So it's amazing because when you think about Christmas, a lot of times things get overshadowed. We think about gifts or we think about that. But there's a lot of tradition and a lot of, uh, what would you say, a lot of meat behind. <laughs> That's maybe an odd way to say it. But um, yeah, just a lot of richness. There it is. A lot of richness behind all this tradition. And actually, the interesting story, um, you know, we know the naughty or nice list, right? And we know about reindeers and all that. It's actually interesting how that came about. Because the way that the naughty and, and nice list came about is actually from the book of Revelation. So in the book of Revelations, just hold on. Don't be like, wait a minute. It never says that in the Bible. Okay, just just hold on. Let, let me explain. So in the book of Revelations, you know, it talks about Jesus coming back on the white horse. Now, in the Middle Ages... Um, the legend began to spring that St. Nicholas, even after he died, St. Nicholas was sent by Jesus as a messenger, kind of like a like a halftime referee. You know, he wasn't going to come at the end of time because that's Jesus, but he would just come every year just to take a list of how things were going. And then he would report it back to the Savior. Super interesting, right? And that actually came about. So he was kind of chosen as the Savior's, uh, how would you say, advance guard. But what's interesting about that is when the story reached the country of Norway and, you know, St. Nicholas was supposed to be riding a horse, uh, the problem is that at that time, Norway didn't have horses. They had reindeers. So guess what? St. Nicholas is now riding a reindeer. That's right. And Norway is actually located in the North Pole. So St. Nicholas or Santa Claus just have has a new residence riding reindeers. So it's very interesting that it's not just like made up in the movie, but it actually has a bunch of tradition behind this holiday. So now I want to talk a little bit and spend a little bit more time um, on on this question that I've heard. Actually, I've, I've heard some people that I know mention it. And because Christmas, for the majority of the people, is like a happy day, you know, celebrate. And and then for some non-believers, it's just either about family or friends. And for some people, it's about the gifts. And definitely for a lot of companies, they say like the sales, you know, trip just skyrocket during uh, Black Friday and during Christmas. So some people can might see it as, as the the heart of, of materialism, right? Um, but I've also heard this notion that somehow Christmas is a is a pagan holiday. That originally it was it was a a holiday. Excuse me, it was a holiday to worship the sun god, and and we shouldn't we shouldn't um, you know worship we shouldn't celebrate Christmas because that's a pagan holiday. And uh, which, by the way, along those lines, oh Christmas tree, maybe I give it to you. That's a little bit weird, like singing to a Christmas tree. Because all the other Christmas music's amazing. I love it, uh, especially the very jazzy ones and obviously the ones about Jesus and all that. I, I, really, I really love those ones. 
all oh christmas tree is a little bit weird you know i'm not gonna say you can't sing it but i i can give it where it's it has a little bit of like why are we singing oh christmas tree better sing oh jesus or something like that but this notion it really interested me when when i heard that people were were claiming that that christmas had pagan origins right and that we couldn't celebrate it well i did some studying in fact, and I want to share with you a little bit what I found, and you can do your own studying as well, uh, because it's actually quite fascinating. So when when I when I talk about Christmas, there might be someone, like I said, that says, "Wait a second, isn't Christian isn't Christmas a, a, originally a pagan holiday? Didn't they just worship the sun uh, or the birth of the sun?" Not quite, actually. So the tradition of the date of December twenty fifth to be a celebration of Christmas goes back all the way to two hundred seventy three A.D. Now. At that time, on December 25th, there are two pagan festivals honoring the sun that were celebrated on that day. So that's completely true that they were. Actually, it was pretty common for religions and uh, different uh, peoples and cultures to have winter celebrations, especially on, on December 25th. Here's a couple of them. We have the one for the sun. We have the Germanic Yule. We have the winter sol- uh, solstice. Is another one, or the Roman Dies Natali Solis in Vici. Wow, that sounded fancy, didn't it? All it means is the birth of the unconquered sun. So there's a lot of pagan traditions that were done on December 25th. But what's so amazing is that Christmas was an answer, or should I say a countercultural event on, on that day. So Christmas was the Christian's countercultural event to all those pagan holidays. And you know how we know this? It's because a theologian confirms that. You see, in AD 320, so this is a while back, if we think that the last the first reference that we have of December 25th being a day of Christmas is 273 AD, well just a couple years maybe about 50 years later is we have AD 320 which a theologian actually is answering the criticism that some people have that, that Christmas is a pagan holiday, or at least it's it comes from pagan uh, origins. Well, this is what he says, and I'm quoting. It says, quote, We hold this day holy, not like the pagans because of the birth of the Son, but because of him who made it. So that should be extremely clear right there, that Christmas was not ever and has not ever been a pagan holiday, not even originally. It was celebrated on that day that many other holidays were celebrated that were pagan. But Christmas actually was a countercultural event to kind of, how should I say, to influence culture. See, this is what's so amazing about the gospel. What this, I'm going to read what this theologian said again, because he said this, We hold this day holy, not like the pagans because of the birth of the Son, but because of him who made it holy, or because of him who made it. That's amazing. It, it, this points to the reality that the gospel doesn't just transcend culture, it transforms culture. And, and I really want to... I mean, if if maybe you're listening right there, right now, and you were maybe with some of the people that thought that Christmas is a pagan holiday. Well, I mean, there there you have it. It's in fact not not a pagan holiday. And this is a reminder for uh, for all of us in this season not to get distracted by 
really they're pagan conspiracy theories. Yes, for Chris, for for some, Christmas is kind of like the materialism at its worst, right? At its it's all the gifts and all the shopping and and so much about being thankful, right? It's like Thanksgiving, and then three hours later from being thankful, now you're fighting over a TV over Black Friday sales, right? So like I, I can I can get the notion that some people say, well, but but that's not the heart of the holiday though. The heart of the holiday, like I'm saying, through tradition, is to celebrate Jesus. So yes, if you make it all about the gifts and you make it all about the material things, then I think you're doing it wrong. But if you focus on Jesus and, and it's a season that you're grateful in, you can choose how you celebrate it. I, who has a problem with that? You know, I know people who aren't generally right now doing gifts because they have small kids and they want to teach their small kids that it's not about the gifts. It's about celebrating Jesus. And I think that's great. Like, hey, more, more power to them. But what we have to understand is that, one, as I said, we shouldn't be distracted by these kind of conspiracy theories against Christmas. And it happens on the Easter, too. Like, oh, Easter was just a... I mean, I, again, we shouldn't get distracted by that. Now, we can have a concern, like like I mentioned, like, for example, the Puritans. So the Puritans were actually against celebrating Christmas as everyone else because they thought that it trivialized the, the true meaning behind the message. And sure, like if you if you have that feeling about Christmas, that the way it's done and the music and the gifts and all that, it trivializes, hey, that's OK. Like, I'm not going to force you to celebrate Christmas. Right. And I, and I do believe, like like the Bible says, there, there are things that maybe it's more um, based on, on personal conviction. But I do, and, and maybe, again, trigger warning here, maybe it's going to get some people upset. But I do find it like so interesting when, when I see people that, that post or, or kind of just say that Christmas is a pagan holiday or you shouldn't celebrate it. Dude, like when? <laughs> Sorry, like when, when has it been a pagan holiday? Like, no, I don't know someone who worships the sun right now. I mean, maybe, but if you're putting on your Instagram or your Facebook, like, who are you talking to that worships the sun? I have no idea. But Christmas never has never had a, a pagan, um, a pagan beginning. So so where where does this all leave us? Well, we know that the true meaning of Christmas is not, in fact, a pagan holiday and that even good things can be abused or robbed of its true meaning. I mean, like we said, Thanksgiving, right? We we think and then the next and then a few hours, many people, not all, uh, can get greedy with Black Friday sales. Yeah, for sure. Everything everything can be misused and robbed of its true meaning. But we know that Christmas is a time of gratitude. We know that Christmas is a time of remembrance of the great love that God has for us. Gratitude of the family you have. And if you want to give gifts, great. Give them out of out, out from a thankful heart. That That is a reminder that out of this thankful heart, we know that Jesus came down. And then you might have heard this already, but I really want to share this because you can't end this episode without sharing the true meaning of, of Christmas, which is in fact that while we were still sinners, Jesus came. Like, isn't that amazing? It's not when you were perfect. It's not when you had it all together. But while you were still a sinner, Jesus came on earth. He didn't come on a high horse, literally or figuratively. Yeah, he, he didn't. He actually rode a donkey whenever he, whenever he actually rode into Jerusalem. He came as a baby and then was humble and meek and powerful and ultimately gave his life for you and for me when you and I never deserved it. And then through resurrect, through resurrection, he held the victory over death. So he went from the manger 
to the empty tomb. Or should I say, from Christmas to Easter. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Amant Show. Are they on? No, I never turned them on. Oh, you didn't? No. <laughs> what button do you press? For the picture? Is it work or no? I can't really tell, but yeah, it's fine. So, was that, was there a good still shot from it? No, smile. Okay, and then let's take this off. Okay. Do it with, do this.